0: Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. We're here live at the Allstate Skyline Studio. I'm here with my friend, Jason Camosa. Jason, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Scott, thank you so much for having me back, man. I really appreciate
0: it. You say that like, like you mean it. Like, I love it. I, I do. I mean it. This I is know, exciting. I know, I know you do, but you're just so... You're so excitable all the time. Every time I see you, you're so excited. We're here to
1: live. I'm here on this earth for a very short amount of time, so we got to do what we can to... It doesn't always feel
0: that short, though. Like, lately, things have been good. It's been very short. But, like, historically, I can think of some years that felt very, very long.
1: The saying is, I think the years are long. But the days are short. Our days are short in the years. Is it
0: always said that romantically? I don't know. Do I sound like, romantic? I, I mean, I'm not... This, Scott. Let's put it this way. For those of you this listening, is this, is, this is a radio show. It's a so business I mean, show. Like, but I but I am trained to take in audio. Like, I'm an audiophile. Okay. I can hear it. You've got a great... You, well, can, you can do fairy tales. Just, I'm telling
1: you. All right. Sign me up. I just did. All right. That's how this Number one... Number
0: <laughs> one. Number one. Well, it is a business show. You mentioned that. Um. You know, I think sometimes it's fun to... Bring real life to business, right? I mean, you try to yeah, have some absolutely. Fun. Um, we're when after a break, I want to learn all about the job you you company you work for now. Ad yes. because, um, well, everyone who listens to the show already knows for us, like Technori is involved in the, the shows and investing and, and and events and stuff. But like out of like I say like out of home advertising. Mm-hmm. I mean that is the the new frontier again. it, like it was the original frontier of advertising cuz they couldn't get in your home cuz yeah. obviously there wasn't, you know, TVs and then there was radio, but then there was now there's Alexa. It's everywhere. You're in your house just getting inundated. So now they're going to do the same thing to you <laughs> when you Re- walk outside rehearse, your house. Yep. But what is cool about it is uh there's so much more ability to be creative. In my house I have like a very limited scope right i can mm-hmm. i can only you know build this construct a an ad that's going to run through an alexa that's only going to be seven seconds and it's going to be this yep. narrow thing out of house experiences can be anything you could create literally anything but the challenge that you guys solve, just teeing you up for the conversation later. Sure. The challenge you guys solve is that it's almost impossible to know what is out there, inventory wise, to buy and how to do it and how to buy it in a continuous fashion and how to how to buy out of house experiences in a in a campaign that aligns with my in house and online. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff, and so I, I'm excited to talk to you about that. Absolutely. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I want to know what's going on with you in your life. What's I mean, I've I feel like my entire yeah. uh, career is sort of like right in step with you like every time i make a move you're just right ahead and made a move or like i make a move then you make like every time we catch up yeah i'm just about to move or you're just about to make a change and like it's yeah it's
1: It's, hey it's like like we said earlier it's exciting time to enjoy life do what i can to uh do things that i enjoy that are meaningful uh, life's awesome. Um, what are in- the
0: things that you enjoy that are meaningful? I'm just curious because I think I know what's enjoyable and meaningful to me, but I don't, I don't know what. I
1: mean, utilizing my time and energy into things that I enjoy. Um, things that are solving problems that are meaningful to me. Um, basically, again, taking each day and living it to the fullest, truly. And, and if you can do that, if you can be present, not focusing on the future, not, you know, focusing on the past, just working on the now. Working on being your best. I'm going to make
0: my quick joke, and then I want to actually have a serious Let's talk. Real hear quick it. With you. Let's hear uh, Let's hear the joke. It, it better be good. No, it's it's a crappy joke. It was well. actually just like a quip off the top of my head. The serious, it just you're so much more advanced as a as a as a man and a human than I am. <laughs> Because, no, I'm serious, because, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what's the challenge? The challenge is, like, to try to open this bottle of wine with just a small knife. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here staring at this thing, like, er, what am I going to do? You're like, I, I want to define the meaning of life, and I want to do good for people. I'm, like, what the hell? This guy is uh, on another world. But to that point, um, you you make a good point that, like, there's so many things that we miss in our daily lives now because we're scrolling because we're we're FOMOing,
1: yeah. because whatever. Who are these people that are saying, I'm so excited, it's Friday afternoon? Like, what are you doing with your life on a daily basis? If That's you're, what not, I know. you're not enjoying what you're doing, what's the point? I want to know. I, I genuinely don't
0: understand this. I want to know how people can be like, I'm so excited, dude, TGIF, it's Friday. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, nothing. Yeah. Like, unless you're like, I'm excited about going home to do nothing, which is totally fine. Yeah. But like,. After a couple days, like if I, I work from home sometimes, yeah, if I don't go downtown, like after like two days, I start to get twitchy because it's like I'm inactive to a point mentally and physically, my stimulation is down to a point where I'm literally really not in it for the win here. I, yeah. I pretty much am about to bow out. So I don't...
1: You got to have the quality work, man.
0: I, I have to have something going on that's like on the cutting edge. I'm on the, I'm on the forefront of something. Even if I'm, it's in my own head, I don't yeah. even care, but I got to be doing
1: something. <laughs> um,
0: and I, I feel like you're the same way. I, I just think... I guess the lives we live are sort of what we choose to do. And, and like you go yeah. out there and, and you friend up people that have exciting things going on. By default, you have exciting things going on. And, and the hope is that you give back. And, and ultimately, you yeah. bring exciting times to your friends as exactly. well. Exactly. It's the
1: idea of co-creation, right? You, you set your mind towards a vision, towards a goal. You may not necessarily know how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're heading in the right direction... You just continue to be your best self every day, and the universe—you give to the universe, the universe is going to return that to you.
0: You hope, you hope it gives you will. I mean, I think I think you're right. I mean, I, I, you take enough shots, something's got to land. Um, but you know, like to the point about the the FOMO stuff, because I I actually think that's my biggest complaint um, for for even my own employees and like people I work with and people who gripe and, and startup founders in particular who are always like obsessed with wanting to get rich in the future, but also mm-hmm. worried about mistakes I made mean, in the past. I really think we've created this sort of nexus where it's almost impossible to be happy. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because you're like, my friend's doing this. I'm not doing you're, that. You're
1: comparing yourself. Comparison? Uh, I think it was uh, Theodore FDR said the comparison is the thief of joy. And if you're comparing yourself, that's what social media is doing. It's making us compare ourselves to each other. Um, yeah, what am I missing? What, what should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? It's like, listen, you just live your life and do what you enjoy. Yep. And that's all that matters
0: you know, I knew I was getting to a point where it was like, now I'm starting to post on purpose on social media. Like I, I just know, uh, i know that why i'm posting is is for business and it's not like i actually don't care like i don't i can't even tell you the last time i scrolled the feed for like for anything yeah. other than like who hit me up so that i respond because you know authenticity <laughs> that's what it's all about um okay so here's the deal we're gonna take a quick break all right cool and we're gonna come back and we're gonna spend the next couple minutes talking about ad quick because i can't wait to learn more about it uh you're listening to jason camosa i'm scott katun this is wgen radio am 720 this is scott katun obviously you're listening so you know who i am i guess uh and my co-host of the day here jason camosa uh jason so we are going to spend the next however long until they want to sell some more commercial time uh talking about another ad so we're going to spend our non-ad time talking about ad time. i like it are you people ready this is like the kevin harrington special right here. we got ads selling ads talking about ads for your ads um so jokes aside content creators you know and this is sort of like we, we're just kind of pooping on social media a little bit this is sort of the in my mind the positive side Social media has made regular content creators, regular, regular Joes, so much more sophisticated when it mm-hmm. comes to media and what they're getting. Now, the negative, of course, is the fake news and yada yada, and that's a whole other thing. But for the most part, people like myself, pr- previously speaking, would have, I did go to Medill, so I would have come out to Medill, and I would be like, okay, can I get a job at, at Bloomberg or GN, and you'd pay me 25000 or fifty if I'm lucky or whatever, mm-hmm. and I am beholden now. To you as my agent to make me money somehow by paying me a salary based on what I sell what you sell on my content I didn't do that I knew that there was a huge opportunity to create and buy advertising all over the place and self-promote and I would rather Buy the airtime and buy the availability and then I can create whatever experience I want with it and I monetize it how I want yeah, that's something that is only new to the world because of Instagram influencers and people who need to figure it out what I think the only thing that has stopped people like me and then even those more sophisticated than me uh, with regard to advertising is this, like, what I call campaign. There's a difference between boosting and like doing little clicks and levers. Mm-hmm. Campaign is like ongoing. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, most of the people need agencies. Usually. Usually. Um, and they, in, in the agencies, in case you are unaware of this world, the agencies are charging like 40% markup on uh, what they're it, doing,
1: ten, average 10 to 15%. You, well, not for, the one I'm looking for, at. Not, <laughs> for not the one of, I'm sitting in. For, for out of home, okay. For out of home ads, the average markup is roughly ten to fifteen percent on any out of home spend. But that's just
0: the spend. There's no. There's no strategy. That, that's correct. Just that's like,
1: just yeah, correct. So like that. So
0: I, I guess I'm overstating when I say this. But I, I, you guys might be like ten to twenty, which is where you want
1: to be. We are three point nine percent.
0: Even better. Oh my god. Even better. Okay. Yes. So. What when I talk to agencies, marketing agencies, mm-hmm. the pitch that we're seeing. I mean, I'm not. This is like actual facts. Yeah, we spent a hundred thousand dollars in 2018 on this, and we got about sixty thousand dollars of raw buy. Yeah, so that's forty percent. So like forty percent went to somebody else's business. Yeah, and that to me is where people like me and others similarly can't cut it. it it's rough so we got to figure it's out a rough. way to be able to run ads and, and so what i you start finding now finally there's some clarity google ads and facebook and mm-hmm. social you can find services yeah. that'll do it yeah but the live thing for the longest time if you want to do live you know outside of home advertising yeah out of home not not possible without an agency
1: no it would be really scott you have two options one is to hire an agency like you said you're going to pay on average 10 to 15 percent markups They're Is that doing- for
0: your business though like is that for out of
1: any out-of-home, yeah, so let's just so say. That's,
0: so that's out-of-home markup. Correct. So what I'm talking about is like the whole yeah, even markup. which is even which, more. So yeah. so your out-of-home is 10 to you know, 15 Work, to twenty. Yeah, whatever, the average, fif-
1: 10, 15% on
0: average. But they're doing the same to me on the other spend, too, so yep. that's 40. Yeah. When you add it up, yeah. there's your numbers. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that my math is straight. Yeah, it's good. I like
1: okay. it. Easy mental math, but I, I like Easy it. Easy um, Yeah, so in a nutshell, uh, AdQuick is a technology-enabled platform that allows brands as well as agencies to be more efficient with their time as well as marketing budgets. And so ultimately what we're doing is we are a again tech platform that aggregates every single piece of out of home inventory all across the country and we centralize it on one main platform. So again, two ways to typically buy ads right now. If you're if you're a brand you hire an agency, that's yep. step option 1. You're paying 10 to 15% markup on any out of home campaigns. And when we say out of home that's Billboards, bus ads, ads inside the L's, yep. um, you name it—anything that's out of home, right? That you can see—that's not uh, disabled by a pop-up blocker. That's yeah. out of home. Um, Which I think is one of the biggest reasons that I love the business you're in now
0: is because I think that the digital thing—and this goes—I mean, see my shows are they, there's a there's a mad, there's <laughs> you, like a got there's happening. a method to this madness. <laughs> I, I, I talk about the social part, but the reality is all that stuff. People are going to be hitting a point soon here where the digital thing is just like, it's played its course. Yeah. And now it's like, I want it, you got to get them somewhere. Yeah. And out of, I think you get a lot more visibility now out of home than you do on my phone.
1: Yeah. This is my feeling. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is people are, go at places right people yep. go to eat they go to concerts they go i mean people just go places and yep. so you see the billboards you see these cool bus ads it's 2000 almost 2019 like there's so many cool things we can do now to to get eyes on on your business yep. and this is where we come in and we help you place your brand in those pieces of inventory um go ahead no i, I just i'm looking at you because i'm like in this,
0: I'm thinking, okay, so I personally can do this. Mm-hmm. Right? I Can Can I go into So, yeah, so platform?
1: So, sorry so option one, hire an agency. Option yep. two, you say, you know what, I'm going to do it myself.
0: Which the difference there is some people might know what they want, but they don't know necessarily how to do it or manage it. And so right. Like, you're going so
1: to an agency because you don't want to manage the flow of it. You want the white glove service to say, yep. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's good for me. Here's, here's my budget. Go place me in ads that you think are good.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to cost you a lot of money, right? Yep. And, again, option two is to try to do it yourself. And so what that means is is you are identifying the, the, the out-of-home um, inventory owners and you're contacting them directly. So we equate it to trying to buy plane tickets in the 80s because you're calling American Airlines and you're trying to get a quote for a flight, right? And then yep. you write it down. And then, well, you only have American Airlines. American Airlines is not going to show you what United has. Yeah. So you're calling all these different airlines. You're trying to keep track of it. This is just how people uh, are yeah. ch- keeping buying out of home. Yeah. Right now, they're calling Lamar. They're calling Clear Channel Direct. They're calling Outfront. It's very inefficient. It's taking days, weeks, months. You're trying to figure out what's good for me. You don't know. You're not an expert in out of home. You yep. can't hire an agency. So w- this is where Equit comes in. We come on in. We help you with your planning your, we do it full service, so from planning, purchasing, post campaign, it's all ran on one centralized platform. And what's great too is, Scott, if you're in Chicago and you want to advertise in Nebraska and you have no idea where to advertise in and you know, hey, I ha- I'm really successful in 60614, you tell me that and you say, hey, I kind of want the similar results yep. in an area in Nebraska. You plug it in our system, we have lookalike geographies. So we can say, Scott, here are the best best places for you to advertise in omaha based upon where you've been successful in the past
0: very cool i i love that cuz like in my mind i i mean i have the infrastructure somewhat to be able to run campaigns like this mm-hmm. uh more so than just a solo practitioner uh but not nearly compared to like a a big company it's yeah. so like a big company would go through the agency and the agency is gonna? You said what was the margin on on the for you guys? It's like three. three. Our,
1: our service fee. Our well, first campaign is at no service fee, which so sweet. we're doing it absolutely complimentary. The second and then any campaign thereafter is at three point nine percent. Okay,
0: so you that's like impossible to beat.
1: Yeah, like it's I yep. don't even. And not only that, we're negotiating on your behalf. So, for example, if we're trying to book a uh, ad in downtown Chicago and it's a hundred thousand dollars, we can go back over the past two years to say, well, based upon historical data, looks like this ad should be really priced at. 875 five. We're willing to pay 875 but no more than that. So we'll negotiate and try to save you more money that you, that you can spend on other stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're doing it all for you. So you don't have to kind of you don't have to worry. Like, oh my gosh, are they ripping me off? You're the bidder. is this is this. Is this a reasonable price for this piece of inventory? So are, you, know. are you guys able to
0: reduce some of the costs on this by because you're representing so many people? Is 100%. That a hundred
1: percent. So if you, we like to use the analogy of like a kayak or Expedia. So they're going to give you that eighty six thousand
0: dollars instead of a hundred because they know that you're going to buy a
1: million dollars worth. Exactly. Of it so if you've ever bought a hotel room or a, a flight through Kayak, you know oftentimes, many times, you can get the same flight, uh, the same same exact flight. Through Everywhere. kayak that you would uh, same going through United, but you're saving a lot of money because again with kayak they're buying so much in bulk so often they have these pre-negotiated rates.
0: You recognize that I'll never get a sponsorship from United now, right? Like hey, this is like the third states. Well, I, know, I mean, all hey, you know, they're hey,
1: paying WGN, they're not
0: paying me. <laughs> I still, I like United. We got contacts there. No, I'm just kidding. I fly Southwest, whatever. Um, It's all good. Uh, No, so I I just think it's really fascinating. I think it's an important thing that a lot of people in business right now are going to need to start thinking about because um, the social media impact and the cost per click is starting to get ridiculous to where Mm -hmm. a click is not even a click. It's it's like they're selling you impressions, which isn't even a view. It's like you should have seen it, but you didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And the view is like, I saw it, but I didn't click on it. And the click is like, I, I think I saw it. I saw it. I clicked on it. I looked at it. Yeah. And yeah. then, but, but then that's, that's not three seconds, because that's a whole other... Like,
1: <laughs> it's getting
0: to a point... It's ridiculous. Like It is. It's not a bus. I know you sat there and stared at it for 15
1: yeah. minutes. Yeah. I mean, we can have call to actions where we put up an ad and it says, um, you know, text uh, baby to 47711 to get 10% off. I mean, really cool different call to actions that will allow you to track the ROI on your campaigns all ran through the AdQuick platform.
0: I uh, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's brilliant. And it's uh, obviously... We didn't get into it now, but like the, it's a great... Uh, transition in, in your career. Yeah, it's like you continue to advance your way up this sort of like channel like this And I just I'd love to see it We'll be back with uh, a little bit of startup showcase in the second half And Jason's gonna stick around and he's gonna tell me if he would or would not invest in some of these companies So welcome back to the startup showcase. I'm your host Scott Catoon joined by Jason Camosa, who has Agreed to stick around for the startup showcase portion I wonder if it's because he's looking for opportunities to invest his hard-earned capital is that possibly the
1: case it it's possible we'll have to we'll have to see what happens.
0: We're going to find out. Okay, so you people who listen to the show probably know the gist of this but uh in case you do not know, you in general um have a long history of working in startup companies. Uh yeah. I mean, it's pretty much like your whole history, no?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my my whole history. I mean, I started uh early my my career early on at Vitamin Water before okay. they were really big. So that was a start. They just did it the wasn't $100, a 100000 was...
0: dollar challenge to put your
1: phone down. <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: Yeah, they're offering a, it's it's kind of a scam, but whatever. They're they're offering a hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars for like basically if you post on social media hashtag put my phone down for a year or whatever. Uh, they'll pick a couple people and then they will offer a hundred thousand so dollars for the rest of the year. You don't use your phone. I like that. We are definitely on the get rid of your phones and social kick on this show.
1: Oh. I would do it for a tenth of that. that Give said, me 10 grand.
0: Well, yeah. So if you can last six months, you get 10 grand. That said, you should follow us at TechNori on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> and if you don't like what you're hearing, you can let me know what you do like at Katoon. I'm just going to drop that in the middle of that. Uh, um, so as you're saying, you started Vitamin uh, Water. Yes. You and made then your way to group Groupon. Groupon,
1: right? yeah. So Groupon is probably the, the flagship tech company. Um, yep. I was there for five years. So I helped launch that company, uh, joined early 2009. Um, and ever since then, I left uh, uh, in the summer of 2014. I've been very fortunate, very grateful to be involved in various uh, startups here in the sh- city of Chicago. Uh Despass being one of them, a uh, flexible uh, month-to-month co-working membership. Um, we're doing really well. We have uh, nine or ten cities launched. We're looking to exponentially expand next year. Um, Popular Pays is another company I'm Love involved Corbett. with. Yeah. So are you,
0: are you putting a little bit of money in these companies yourself, or is it sort of? Like I am. Yes. So, Trade off. Yeah. You know, no. A, uh, combination?
1: Popular Pays and uh desk pass I I put some time as sweat equity as well as a little money into when, that company. When did you get into Pop
0: Pays? Because was that pre? Uh, well, it wasn't.
1: This is be, pre seed. So this is like this pre early, Y Combinator. Early. This is probably right after Y Combinator. Right
0: after Y. Because yeah. he came on the show right after and before it, he was like. You know, obviously, the company pivoted yeah. pretty significantly during that period. Yep. They're hiring and raising money like a fool. Yeah, they so. just
1: extended their Series B. Uh, love so it. they put another, I think, $1.5 million.
0: Which reminds me of kind of the ad quick. It's obviously a very different model, but it really isn't. It's essentially what you guys are doing for kind of, outside yeah, it's similar. It's that it's, but it's, for it's similar it's,
1: Yeah, it's very similar. Um, and then, of course, Codeverse, which is another uh, company I'm involved love with. love Katie Lynch.
0: She's been on the show a few Katie and Craig. Uh, Craig will not come on. He's like, just. he's going to go to Florida. He's going to nerd <laughs> out. And he's like, uh, I send Katie. Not that we don't want Katie, but yeah. Craig, we got to get, he needs to come in here. Yes. So it's, it's fair to say then, as we're going to kick it, our first caller is going to come in here and they've got one minute to pitch the company, it's fair to say that you know a thing or two about listening to pitches. Yes, I'd hope so. I would hope so, too. Uh, especially since, well, maybe you're just leaving off all the crap. <laughs> you you're reading all the ones that are just, like, doing amazing. Maybe there's a bunch that you don't know about. But anyway, uh, all right. uh, you can throw on your heads, headset, I think. All right, let's do it. To listen to this. We got, let's do it. Uh, we got Vincent on the line, correct? Vincent, are you there? Yes. Awesome. Okay, so here's the deal. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Um, So you are going to have one minute to pitch your startup to Jason and I, and what we want to try to get out of this one minute is what the problem is you're trying to solve, how your company or idea solves it, how you make money, and then where I go to invest in this company uh, right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, sweet. I'm going to let you go right now. You've got one minute.
2: Okay, so BX Spaces is creating the next generation of co-working for the creator class by providing high-quality, affordable workspaces for makers, artists, and technologists. Now, we have three locations and over 170 workspaces, and that's really allowed BX to become the co-working solution for hundreds of creators in the New York area. And that's because creators need places to work that are functional, flexible, and professional, yet affordable and designed to suit the way that they work. Because they require privacy, storage, and a place to get messy, traditional co-working spaces don't really meet their needs. What they need is a space to create. And BX Spaces allows creative professionals to really thrive within a community-oriented environment of customized programming designed to engage members to collaborate, network, and showcase their unique talents and offerings. Entrepreneurs and small businesses are incubated with professional facilities, ready for visionary meetings and the latest of digital technologies. And by offering multiple price points to our memberships, which is how we get paid on their monthly membership, and that month-to-month flexibility and the amenities tailored to creators, to creators, we are the co-working space designed entirely with creatives in mind. And that's why we're working with Republic to raise funds for the future expansion of the BX model.
0: Okay, so I want to check in a little bit on um, what the big differentiator is between you and, say, WeWork or other types. Is it? Is it? Am I yeah. reading this right? That like WeWork yeah. is more tailored to like the quote unquote entrepreneur, and you're sort of like the creator space for you're the WeWork for creator spaces. Is that the goal?
2: It, that's that's actually a great way to describe it. I mean, there's a few differentiations between us and a, a space like WeWork. One of the most obvious is we work typically needs to be in that high end office space in um, pricey commercial office buildings. Uh, you're going to see them in Midtown Manhattan, Wall Street, Chelsea, Flatiron District. We're in the industrial area of Brooklyn, which really allows us to be able to provide larger spaces for creatives to be able to do their work at affordable prices.
0: Okay, so I'm trying to—so we actually—so I don't know if you know, obviously, well, you probably certainly know Kickstarter. So Charles Adler, the co-founder of Kickstarter, did something like this here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was it was interesting, but the challenge that he had was just the, whether or not creatives make enough money to be able to support a business yeah. growth like that. So the only question I have for you on this, you know, deal here is like what do you how do you augment the revenue so that there's more than just reliant on people who are more or less creatively gig economy people. How do you how do you augment revenue in and sustainable fashion to be able to grow and expand? How do you do that?
2: Right. Well so I'm I'm not exactly sure how his model was set up, but we're set up more as a membership model that allows us to be able to have a lot of members taking smaller spaces. So by keeping price points affordable for as little as $150 a month, we found that creatives are able to afford that price and be able to have a steady um, stream of income that way. I mean, the average membership for our members is over 17 months.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's obviously uh, very good. You don't usually have people who stick around for that, that amount of time. So very cool. Where do people go mm-hmm. to, uh, to invest and to learn more about the opportunity?
2: Yeah, so the best way to learn about investing is going over to republic.co slash bx-spaces or by visiting our website, bxspaces.com, and clicking on the Republic logo.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Appreciate the time, Vincent. Uh, Best of luck. And, uh, you know, let us, uh, I guess, we'll post this on social media so people can find it if they didn't hear that That,
2: track there. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Of course. Take care. All right, Jason.
0: um, So... We are going to take another commercial break. You and I are going to chat about this. Then we're going to have another company that's going to call in right after this. Cool. And what we need to do, what I need from you is we got to figure out, if not both, you can invest in both, you can invest in everything, which one of the two companies do you think would be your most likely place to put an investment and why? Okay. Does that make sense? Cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back with one more company, and then Jason is going to tell you why he's a genius investor. (laughs) I'm Scott Catoon. That's Jason Kamosa. This is WGN Radio, AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm Scott Catoon. You're listening to WGN Radio, sitting here with Jason Kamosa. Jason, uh, we heard the first pitch. We did. We're about to hear the second pitch. Um... You know, I guess anything that comes to mind as an entrepreneur, like we don't have to get specific on the companies, but mm-hmm. like something that you think that has been a key to your success or, or that you look for in founders uh, that you invested.
1: In. Yeah, for me, it's it's honestly solving a problem that matters to me. Um, I was so um, selfish. Uh, yeah, it is. It, I go I go after what's what I like. Right. And yep. so um I was uh, uh, speaking with a colleague about potentially helping a, a roofing company uh, startup. So basically, they're building software to help uh, roofers and contractors um, uh, be more efficient. And, and I said, "That's awesome!" Like, but I'm not passionate about a sales force for roofing for yeah. roofers, you know. And so for me, it's again, it, what matters to me, what's meaningful. The problem, part of the reason why I joined AdQuick was because of the fact that I had problems but purchasing out-of-home for desk pass. Yeah. So I yeah, know the pain. Yeah, I felt true. the pain that comes along with trying to do it on your own. Isn't it's a it nightmare. ironic
0: that a company that, that helps buildings has a hard time scaling? Yeah. There's some irony there. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Um, I, You know, I'm going to agree with you. I think, like, I talk about this with Vic Pascucci from Light Bank almost mm-hmm. every time he comes on. Yeah, down. Vic's great. We call it the unfair advantage. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into picking just ideas because I don't know everything, and there's stuff that maybe I can't get his hands on because I'm not passionate about it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I'm not into it. And when I look at the founders, like, the one thing, and I, and I cannot explain it, there's a like a relentlessness to them. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos actually op- owns the domain relentless.com. If you go to it, it goes, takes you to Amazon. I don't know if anyone knew that.
1: I did not know
2: that. Yeah.
0: So he, he took out a relentless.com before he started Amazon in 97 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And if relentless.com takes you to the shopping cart, hmm. um, There's something about that kind of a founder that I love. The other thing I like is when somebody has an unfair advantage and they're going to play it. That's what I want. You tell me that unfair advantage, and if it's something that makes sense to me, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. So let's see if this next guest has an unfair advantage to go for. Uh, Amanda, are you on on the line? I am, yes. Hi, everyone. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, so I I don't know if you heard this during the first one. I'll just restate it. You've got one minute to pitch. We're looking to find out what the problem you're trying to solve is, how your company or idea solves it, how you make money, and where do we go to put our money into your business.
3: Absolutely. That sounds great.
0: So let's have you go right about now.
3: Awesome. Cool. So I'm Amanda Greenberg. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Ballooner. Uh, our business tools and processes, meetings, emails, Slack, don't address the way our brains actually work in a group setting. They don't account for things like louder, more senior voices, dominating conversations. And people hold back their best ideas and their most valuable authentic feedback because of a fear of failure or judgment. And this costs companies billions in really bad decision-making, stalled innovation, and decreased productivity. So we built Ballooner. And Ballooner is an anonymous collaborative platform that helps companies and teams accelerate times of wisdom and really create an idea and feedback meritocracy. High level, how it works: um, Let's say a product owner at a Fortune 50 company needs to surface and prioritize new product features as part of an upcoming build. So she uses Ballooner and she starts a flight. And a flight is a set of questions. She invites a group and they go together through a special stage flow where they're first anonymously creating and launching balloons without. Um, anchoring bias, loud voices, or fears. They then discuss those balloons without titles, identities, pleasantries, courtesies, gain in the way. Complete a merit-based vote without groupthink. And when the flight's done, the top um, balloons or surface and prioritized feature ideas are revealed. She also has access to a ballooner score, which gives her information about buy-in, approval, consensus. And then, although anonymous start to finish, users are able to remove anonymity and claim their contributions used by teams and companies of all different sizes across many different industries. Some of our paying customers include Capital One, Thumbtack, US Cellular, Google, Airbnb, BMW, eSurance, et cetera. We're at around 250K ARR projected to hit 500K in Q1 of this coming year with a $4 million pipeline. We're a Dartmouth Carnegie Mellon founding team. We've built and designed products for IBM, uh, Bloomberg, even the Dalai Lama. I'm Amanda, we're Ballooner, we're Ballooning Unreachable Knowledge, thank you so much. Awesome, great
0: job. Um, So, I guess, you know, the initial questions that I have is like, how does, you know, I know how like Slack's profit model works, walk us through a little bit more about how the actual profit model works for you guys. Like what needs to take place in order for you guys to scale?
3: Yeah, so it, it's very much just a staff model. So land and expand. So we get an initial team on, we bill per user per year, um, and then we expand within a company there. So we average seven months time to expansion with an over 400% increase in both seat count and ACV at point of expansion.
0: And when you're working with companies, so I've seen on here that like you have pilots or, or subscriptions with people like BMW and things like that um what yeah. what are the big takeaways that these large organizations ultimately are providing with because i feel like what the younger companies are going to want like the, you know the smaller startup companies that are going to be using your platform are going to want to know is like how does this help us at scale what are you learning from large companies like, how are they using your platform versus like obviously you've created it to do this but like how are they actually using it
3: yeah, so we very much developed it to be very horizontal in nature and also used across a lot of different places within a company. So we build it to align with science and research for how you get the best, the most and the most diverse ideas, feedback, and information. And obviously that applies to a lot of different use cases within a company. But um and, and the use cases are very similar for a small startup, small team within a large company, or even across the large company. So we see things like You know, identification of barriers to advancement and development or um, improving scouting, recruitment, uh, process, operations, um, you know, things like saving, uh, reducing meeting time by 70%. So, really around, like, process improvement, new ideas, new feedback, new information, and the value in the ROI is very similar, um, independent of, like, you know, whether it's a small team or a large company.
0: Jason, you have a look in your face.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, Amanda, can you give us what I like to call the grandma pitch, which is essentially, can you explain your your, um, solution in uh, a manner that you would explain it to your grandmother?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Ballooner is a place where the best ideas, the best feedback, the best information has a chance to be recognized and take off, uh, regardless of who it came from.
0: Very cool. Amanda, thank you so much. Uh, where do people go to invest in, in Ballooner if they so choose?
3: Yeah, so uh, Republic, and we we have a crowdfunding equity campaign there. So I think it's republic.co forward slash Ballooner, B-A-L-L-O-O-N-R.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. All
3: right. Thank you so much. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Jason, so We've got two companies we've heard from. Yes. One is definitely going to be more of like a technical play. Yes. One is kind of a spinoff on Slack. I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Yeah. And then we also have one that's more of a real estate play. And I've, I'll i lead off with the real estate conversation. Having spent some time in it, um, I, I have no problem with a real estate play. Uh, I've said this on the show, and people sometimes are not happy about it, but like 1871 to me, that's a real estate play uh it's it's about membership and rentals and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that if you create a great culture and it's beneficial yeah. whatever but what i will say from an investment standpoint is real estate's expensive and if people don't show up and then you're holding the bag yeah not such a good deal so i don't know the background of vincent if mm-hmm. he's a real i should have asked that but i didn't I, it, it's i'm sure that it is on republic slash uh republic.co slash uh, whatever xc whatever whatever the slash is we'll share it on social media so you can find it i don't know his background but if it's not in real estate, I'm going to go ahead and just say I'm a little nervous. Ballooner, on the other hand, this is going to be more your expertise because you've worked with big teams. Yeah. And marketing is one of those things that works in real time perpetually. How do you see something like Ballooner working for them?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to, honestly, I'd want to see it firsthand i'd want to yep. see you know i'm a slack user we use slack yeah, at, we do, at AdQuick, quick and so um for me i've i found that slack kills a lot of the pains i have in terms of communication internally i don't get a lot of emails which is awesome so again for me i'm not really understanding the the pains that sh- that's she's solving a Lunar. yeah i
0: think so like if i were to understand this properly i'm going to say that, sh- that these are bigger teams So like i'm looking at like uh like bmw as an example mm-hmm. of someone they pilot with yeah bmw i'm guessing online or, or you know like digitally anyway. Uh they're having problems and discussions and workflows with agents you know, within well, like engineering department and yeah. all this other stuff. And I think she's excuse me, I think she's saying is that those individuals may or may not have their ideas shown through because they're not the CEO, CFO they're not the mm-hmm. leader. And they don't give their best ideas if it's clear because you're like, what if they know that I have a bad idea? That's the one part where I'm like, I get that and I actually understand the science behind it. I, I actually truly get it i'm just a little bit old school and that i like the competition element i like that a person steps up and is like yeah this is a stupid idea but i'm going to tell you anyway yeah
1: i I would i prefer that but like do you see no i would agree um yeah i mean the thing is is you know you you want the the a players right to voice their opinions and and i think you mentioned this earlier like we want to have the best players giving the best ideas and so if if the the people who are afraid to share their ideas like I, I just don't see how the people who like they, is, is it giving them an out is it giving those people an out or an easy way out to, to basically voice their opinions without necessarily voicing their opinions. Um,
0: yeah, so that's what I don't know. So here's what I'm going to say to you about uh, the startup stuff. And this is where our how, do you mind if I ask you your age? I'm 34 34. Yeah, I
1: also am 34.
0: So this is where I have one little small fear. I've like two or three spirit fears in my life. One is spiders. This is one of them. And <laughs> It is that I am like losing sight of the future a little bit. Like I, I could always forecast and prognosticate in a pretty good manner. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this one in particular ballooner is something that maybe a generation younger than us actually has a problem with, and maybe. we're going to be the guys being like, oh, it could be, yeah. didn't
1: see it. It could be because
0: like this is so. This is like this isn't just a sell. This is the thing that is exciting to me about equity crowdfunding and about investing in startups in general. Mm-hmm. Is that I would look at this and be like, I, again, I'm, I'm not advocating either one here. But I look at the founder and it's like, do I get it? you know do I see that they're they're gonna pivot five times but they got technology mm-hmm. they got the the deal this could be something that you get in on and you're like I honestly have no idea yeah I have no idea but and then it turns out to be a big deal yeah so I'm, we're not gonna say don't invest or do invest for me I'm out on them just only because I don't relate to the problem on one and I just don't know enough yeah. on the other one yeah. I, where do you fall
1: I agree. 100% um, are we talking about both both the and the yep. first caller? Yep. So for me, the, you know, the the idea of well first the first caller, what was the name of the company again? Something to do with uh, co-working of some sort. Yeah, I got The I thing is is so I'm involved I'm already involved with a company called DesPass. Yeah. DesPass is uh, we don't own any real estate, right? So we are essentially helping individuals, freelancers and so on allow them to co-work in various co-working spaces that already exist. Yep. So we're an asset light business. You're and, like the blockchain. You're building. I don't know about that. Ethereum. I don't, uh, so hot. Ethereum Come is on. all the oh, places, boy. and pass just oh, builds its boy. business right on top look at of you. It.
0: Look, <laughs> you, at you. Look, look at you. Look at you. Um, know,
1: but yeah, it. so I mean, that thing is just, that. That's what. Um, that's where my brain goes to. Is like, hey, it's going to be an asset-heavy business. I don't like that. I like the desk pass, asset light. We don't own anything. We don't own yeah. any one. We don't own one co working space, yeah. right? We are just partnering with already existing independent locations across the country.
0: Very cool. So you're just cheap then.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just,
2: I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding, Jason. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I hey, hope thank I have you, you again. so
1: very much, Scott. Really appreciate gonna- it.